Defriend Your Body Podcast. Love and anxiety in a wrestling match. Winner takes all. Well, hi, Gio. Hi, Wanda. How are you? I'm well. So I know we've been talking a lot about love and anxiety. Uh, we did a couple podcasts that were a little different, but we're kind of back on this subject. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about why love and anxiety uh, cannot coincide uh, in the same room or in the same place in our body, why they're sort of opposite emotions or connections. Um, as we talked about, love can cause anxiety or calm anxiety. So how do we get love to consistently perform the first, which is, uh, excuse me, the second, which is calming the anxiety rather than causing the anxiety? So it might help if we can understand a little bit about the nature of the human brain. So we mentioned a couple podcasts ago, um, McLean's model of the triune brain. Uh, of course, the brain is more complex than that, but we're going to go back to that idea of the three main parts of the brain uh, for the podcast today. So I'm going to list them first for our uh, visual learners. So the reptilian brainstem or primitive brain is uh, the, the bottom of our heads, like our neck and the bottom of our head area is the brain stem. And the primitive brain or reptilian brain, according to McLean, is responsible for automatic processes and instinctual behaviors, behaviors connected with aggression, dominance, and territoriality, um, which is often why the fight or flight and anger response can be, or danger response can really get stuck in the brain stem area. Then sitting on top of the reptilian brain is the mammalian or the limbic system. And that part of the brain is responsible for motivation and emotion and movement. And then the last part that sits on top of those two is our cerebral cortex, prefrontal cortex, etc. And that part of the brain is responsible for, for planning, language, and perception. So again, the brain's more complex, but those are the three that we're going to engage with and talk about in the podcast today. That sounds very interesting, Wanda, but how do they all relate to love and anxiety and how do they work on my daily life? Well, that's another good question. So maybe to make it a little more clear, um, and I'm going to be real general here because the brain is an incredibly complex uh, organ system. But uh, let's talk about in terms of each of the three parts, perhaps what are they most, um, what are the tasks that they do that relate to our daily lives and especially around love and anxiety. So will that be helpful? Yes, for sure. Okay. Thank you. So we'll start at the bottom, the primitive reptilian brain. And I think we talked about in a previous podcast, you can actually use your hand as a brain model, but you can listen. You, I won't repeat that. So if you think about the reptilian or brainstem as a part of our body that helps us be responsible for avoiding hazards or danger. So sort of like, you know, a smoke detector or a, you know, a, a personal alarm, like that the job is of the primitive brain is to alert us to danger and help us figure out you know, get our bodies uh, moving so that we can do something about the danger. Um, you know, the fight or flight response, right? So that's what the reptilian brain is responsible for, predominantly in this podcast information. Then if you think about the mammalian or the limbic system that sits on top, uh, one of the tasks that part of the brain does is it's responsible for helping us either approaching rewards or goals, such as 
um, you know, new job, mating, uh, money, uh, things that we actually want, and food, things that we feel are a reward system. Uh, so the mammalian limbic system helps us approach rewards and goals. Um, and it's a very important part of our bodies, and it's a very important part of our lives to help us actually move forward and grow and um, evolve rather than just stagnate and be stuck. Then finally, the cerebral cortex, which sits on top, predominantly one of the tasks is it allows us to affiliate and to attach and have relationship with other human beings, as well as, of course, planning, logic, etc. So these three areas can work nicely, really, really well together, but in very different modes depending on whether we feel safe or threatened by any kind of danger. So if the the reptilian brain sends the hazard danger signal, the other parts of the brain will respond very differently than when it's not sending the signal. Does that make sense or any questions so far? Yes, that makes sense. Well, thank you. So keep going and we're following. Okay, so if you think about when the primitive reptilian brainstem, when the signal, the danger avoid hazard signal is off, we can feel safe and loved and we don't need to avoid situations. So we're much more willing to approach rewards and affiliate with people because we feel safe. Can you think of friendships or, you know, emotional or intimate relationships, right? The the safer you feel in life in your body, the more likely you are to really connect with them, I would it's assume. True. It is true. Whereas mm -hmm. when we're when we feel like in danger or anxious, we tend to either isolate or sometimes even fight our with our partners because we feel so unsafe. That makes sense. So when we feel threatened and when especially when the reptilian avoid system turns on and anxiety has a death grip on our mind and body that signal suggests that we don't do anything but get safe again. So it negatively impacts the other brain regions. It negatively impacts our desire to approach rewards, and it negatively impacts our desire to attach. So when the danger signal is on, the other two parts are much less interested. In fact, we often have very little access to them if we're really stressed and anxious. Danger is a very compelling message to our bodies, which is important because that's one of the ways we survive as a species when we listen to danger and resolve it. Danger signal turns on our stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, etc., and it acts like a siren on a rescue vehicle. As long as the siren's going, there's still danger or problem. Until the danger is resolved, the signal stays on and we stay primarily in avoid mode. Unfortunately, I have some clients who don't just struggle with this periodically. They live here all the time. I think I used to before some I had some Some people, I my... think, don't, uh, cannot really turn off this danger mode. Is that true or no? Uh, it's hard for them to understand that there is no danger. That is correct. When, Especially if people have an early history of uh, developmental issues or abuse or neglect in the home, uh, their brain regions actually don't develop uh, the same as people who were lucky enough to have a healthy home. And so, yes, there are some people who are in chronic, chronic constant danger 
messaging all the time and you can probably tell that in relationship Um, there's some people who are constantly negative always looking at what's bad what's wrong so yes when that signal is on it catches all of our attention like the siren which is really important for survival but sometimes the signal is on when we're actually not in danger that's where we Mm -hmm. get some of the issues with anxiety anxiety would suggest to the body that we're actually in some form of danger when we really possibly aren't at all One of the drawbacks to the fairly constant danger signaling is it's also fairly hard on our health and our bodies um, because the stress hormones coursing through our system all the time uh, are really damaging to our tissues. And then also we add the bracing. We talked about last podcast, the the chronic muscle bracing that we do when Mm -hmm. we feel stressed and tense. And that causes its own problems uh, and its own issues. So back to the love and anxiety idea. So to allow love to triumph over our anxiety, we must deliberately focus on turning off the danger signal in the avoid system of the brain. Unless, of course, you're in actual danger. But turning off the danger signal facilitates movement back into approaching rewards and attaching to others with hope and desire. So unless we're in actual danger, mountain lion pacing on the rock above your campsite, imminent car accident, or perhaps losing a valued job, home, or relationship because emotional danger or emotional events can trigger the danger signal as well. Barring these or other events like that, your avoid system should be turned off. Most of our daily life, we're pretty much um, really safe uh, compared to at least some of the parts of the world. We don't have war. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly things can happen, but overall we're pretty safe. So as we continue with the podcast, we'll continue to share tools and uh, more helpful information of how to keep uh, out of the avoid danger signal in your brain and how to stay in the more uh, positive approaching rewards and attaching to people parts of the brain. Thank you for sharing this with us today, Wanda. And I think it's very important because I see most people struggling with relationship and actually maybe they're just not shutting off their, their alert signal and and fighting their anxiety. But I think you're going to give us great examples next podcast. I hope so. Well, we'll try, Gio. Well, thank you for listening and thank you, listeners. Uh, as always, if there's a topic or a subject you would like to hear more about, just reach out on my contact page on wandabrothers.com and I will be happy to do a podcast specifically for what you ask. Take very good care of yourself. Have a great day.